0: Welcome to The Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial but forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. Today's story from researcher Catherine Durack is strong-minded She Rowdies. In their coverage of the 1853 National Women's Rights Convention in Cleveland, Ohio, most newspapers focus on sensation rather than substance. But the Cleveland Plain Dealer shown as the exception, giving space to the words of Ernestine Rose, the master spirit of the convention.
1: The strong-minded she-rowdies gave the public a specimen of the kind of legislators they would make on Thursday in Cleveland at the Women's Rights Convention, led the Brooklyn Daily Eagle. Judging by coverage in many newspapers, the most noteworthy event of the convention was Abby Kelly's bitter attack on churches and preachers, and the succeeding angry discussion that concluded when the meeting adjourned, the president fled the hall, and in the street, Reverend Nevin grasped and violently shook William Lloyd Garrison's nose. The Cleveland Plain Dealer, however, devoted only a scant paragraph to the sensational kerfluffle and instead quoted at length the stirring words of Mrs. Ernestine Rose, a Polish immigrant, a rabbi's atheist daughter, and one of the most famous orators of her day. Rose, whom the plain dealer characterized as the master spirit of the convention, inspired cheers when she addressed the sexual double standard, that code of morals by which a fallen woman is forever ruined, while the man who is the cause of or sharer in her crime is not visited by the slightest punishment. Delivering her remarks with animation that had a profound effect on the audience, Rose spoke. It is time to consider why, if a woman commits a fault, too often from ignorance, from inexperience, from poverty, because of degradation and oppression, I, because of designing cruel men, being made cruel by ignorance of laws and institutions, why such a being in her helplessness, in her ignorance, in her inexperience and dependency, why, owing often to her best and tenderest feelings and accustomed to look up to man as her superior, why a being thus brought up is drawn down and cast out of the pale of humanity, while he who did the crime, he who is endowed with superior advantages of education and experience, he that has taken advantage of that weakness and confiding spirit which the young particularly always have, I ask, if the victim is cast out of the pale of humanity, shall the despoiler go free? The question was answered by a thunder of no, 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 from all parts of the house, the paper reported. And Mrs. Rose exclaimed, and yet he goes free. Convention proceedings reveal that Rose did not stop there. "'My friends, I speak warmly because I feel deeply for the degradation of woman,' she said, "'before venturing into territory that would bring Abby Kelly to the floor "'and ultimately provoke the schnoz-pulling assault. "'I pity man, but I blame him not. "'It is owing to unjust, perhaps unwritten laws, "'and our supposed duty to recognize them as laws. "'How deep lies the guilt at the door of society,' They have driven her to it, and yet man, the author of it, in as far as he was the lawmaker and in as much as he is the stronger, in 99 cases in 100, particularly if he can keep up his position in the church and give money to Bible and tract societies, he is honorable in society." Such men are to be found among our aldermen, our church officers, in the legislative halls, in Congress, at Washington, and who knows, but in the presidential chair itself. While woman, on account of the position in which she has been placed by being dependent upon man, by being made to look up to man, is the first to cast out her sister. I know it and deplore it. Hence, I wish to give her her rights to secure her dependence upon herself.
0: Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. This series is named after The Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts and find all our episodes on soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Catherine Dirac writes and voices all the genius of liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series, which comes to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. Since 1835, you belong here.